Welcome to Hindsight's 2020. I'm your host, Andrea Siminski. <laughs> I have been waiting a long time to say that. I'm so excited to launch this podcast. It's an idea I've been kicking around in my head for a few months now. I'm brand new to podcasting. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know that so many of us need a safe place to feel seen, heard, and supported. Let me give you some background and context. I'm a student of sociology and anthropology. I'm a huge fan of storytelling and memorializing our experiences for future generations. When was the last time that we all went through an experience together and at the same time? I want to capture our stories while they're fresh so that we have them to look back on when the memory fades. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer years ago, I decided to publicly share my journey. I started writing a blog and I chronicled my cancer story as well as my fertility struggles. The writing process itself was cathartic for me. But the thing that really resonated with me was how many other people turned to my blog as a resource and to feel less alone. At the time, I felt pretty vulnerable writing out all of my thoughts, fears, and the intimate details that accompany disease and hardship. Not to mention, I have a pretty dark sense of humor and I can be quite inappropriate. I wondered if everyone would judge me. Who knows? Who cares? This is my story, damn it, and I'll make fun of cancer if I want to. At the end of the day, I was writing it for myself as a way to document and process what was happening to me. Aside from my family and a few friends, I didn't expect a ton of people to read my blog. So you can imagine my surprise when the site got a boatload of traffic. And what happened next was remarkable and so worth it. Turns out, being brutally honest about my journey opened the door for people to reach out. Some were there to support and cheer me on. Others shared their own story and told me they were feeling really lost and that the blog served as a lighthouse. I made new friends and built community all over the globe, and my life is so much richer because of it. It felt really good knowing that my story helped someone, in some small way, to feel less alone. Fast forward to today, and I will be the first to say it, 2020 was hard. Really dang hard. I don't know about you, but last year saw some of my highest highs and my lowest lows. There were a lot of fun moments, but at times, the heavy hits felt like they just kept coming. After many months of oscillating between feeling like superwoman amped up on adrenaline to feeling pretty despondent, I found that talking with my friends was cathartic. And yes, at times, we were wholly inappropriate and irreverent because laughter really is the best medicine. Those conversations reduced my stress and anxiety and renewed my sense of hope. So I'm creating a safe space for us to talk about 2020 and how we each experienced it. There are no right or wrong answers here, folks. Just people being real and sharing the stories and lessons learned during a very tumultuous year. I think we'll be surprised at how much we all have in common and what we can learn from one another. I'll go first. I'm still processing all that happened in 2020. On the bright side, There were many blessings to be thankful for. We remain in good health, as do our families. Paul's still working. I was able to delay launching my consulting business to oversee the house and the kids. Quite honestly, I had a blast doing activities and crafts with the kids. We built and painted cardboard castles. We wrote and acted out plays. We turned our backyard into a new pirate ship or fairy house adventure daily. And let us not forget the flatten the curve, fat in the belly fun. There was so much baking. The city and the world, for that matter, finally slowed down and it felt like a much-needed reset for our society. It was so stunningly quiet in San Francisco. 
I loved sitting in the yard, being able to hear all of nature because trucks weren't bumping by and the sounds of construction weren't a constant dull drone in the background. On the flip side, the quiet was a reminder of all the jobs and income lost. My heart was heavy for the many livelihoods that were decimated, especially for all of us women who had to step out of the workforce to care for our family. Then we transitioned from a pandemic into a racial reckoning that's been a long time coming. The deep despair I was feeling over the summer is really hard to explain. I couldn't, and I still can't quite honestly, wrap my head around just how many people in this country have so much hate in their hearts. So we did the best we could and we continued to openly talk with the kids about Black Lives Matter, social and racial inequity, police brutality, and how to navigate the world as mixed race children. After the summer's events, it became really important for me to introduce the kids to their Indian culture. We did Zoom Bollywood and Bharatanatyam classes. They did Gujarati preschool. And we went all out making our Rangoli at Diwali this year. This was a really bright spot for me. And I can't wait to learn and pass on more traditions. I often wonder what the long-term impact of this year will be. Nowadays, if my kids see someone on TV, they'll ask, why aren't they wearing a mask, mom? I wonder what a year plus of physical distancing, mask wearing, and being out of school for so long will do to kids. Sometimes I worry less about the little ones like my kids. They're pretty resilient. And the sadness we feel for them missing on these quote-unquote firsts is usually us projecting onto them. Trust me, my kids did not know that they were supposed to have a preschool graduation. It was me that felt sad that they missed it. But when I really think about who to worry about. It's those high school age children and up. I I really feel like they're taking such a hard hit. What about all the people that live alone in a small apartment? The isolation of this year must have been really difficult. What about our frontline workers, not just our doctors and nurses, our grocery store workers and our delivery people? My mind wanders and goes to thoughts of like, what is going to happen? in a year or two from now, when we look back at what the toll that this has taken on on us. As the months drew on, despite San Francisco having one of the lowest case counts of any city in the country, we remain under pretty strict lockdown, which is hard. When I watched the news or scrolled Insta and TikTok and saw how differently people in other states were living, it was deflating. As a mom, I know I didn't show up as my best self every day, After a while, I was touched out, irritable, and had a really short fuse. For a long time, I didn't feel like I had anywhere I could escape to. I'm pretty sure it's not natural to be under the same roof as your family for this long. While my kids were fortunate enough to eventually return to in-person school, SFUSD remains closed and my heart aches for these kids who are at home suffering, perhaps from food insecurity, violence in the home, and just general mental health issues of being out of school for a year. It wasn't until Joe and Kamala were sworn in that I realized I'd been holding my breath and clenching my teeth for close to one year. Only then did I allow myself to look back and take stock. If I'm being honest, at some point last year, I sort of lost myself. I looked up and I didn't know who I was anymore. What was my purpose? I'm not working in my traditional job outside the home because my two toddlers have been home for months and are in and out of in-person school. So I feel like I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was trying so hard to keep everything running smoothly so that the kiddos would be okay, 
but the definition of me got really small. As I thought about my 2021 goals, I knew I had to reclaim my unicorn space and do something that I feel passionate about. I need to be creative and feel light again. So I'm pouring my energy into this podcast. I don't know who will listen and that's okay. I'm really doing it for me and for my amazingly courageous guests who are willing to be vulnerable and give us insight into the ups and downs they had as we all lived and coped during 2020. My hope is that in talking and listening, we each can feel a sense of renewal, see the big picture, and rediscover what matters most to us. I hope you'll tune in to Hindsight's 2020. So how does all this work? This episode, during which I share bits of my story, is just the beginning. In future episodes, I'll speak with guests who bravely share their personal ups and downs from last year. I hope you'll tune in to hear their stories and be part of the conversation about cultivating our own resilience and empathy in order to move forward with hope and joy. The first few episodes will feature guests who have really diverse experiences and perspectives on 2020, and I'm really excited to share them with you. Please follow us on Instagram at Hindsight's 2020 Podcast and join the conversation at Hindsight's 2020 Podcast on Facebook. 